What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Life Coach Zach podcast. I'm your host, Zach Rance, certified life coach, certified nutritionist, mental health advocate, meditation master. No, I'm kidding. But seriously, though, thanks so much for stopping by. I like to bring guests on here that are leaders in their chosen field, whether it's a doctor or nutritionist or maybe just another life coach or spirituality coach. And I'm just grateful for the opportunity that I can share it with you guys. I hope you enjoy. To all the audience that is listening, I'm here with David Sussman, a clinical psychologist, mental health advocate, college professor, um, and his primary focus is mental health advocacy. David, thank you so much for stopping by today. Well, thank you, Zach. It's my pleasure. Oh, great. Great. So tell us more about your mental health journey and how you like to help people. Yeah, so uh, my journey has been an interesting one. You know, I've been a clinical psychologist now for uh, well over 20 years. Um, I, it's probably worth noting that I worked for many, many years in clinical practice in an uh, inpatient psychiatric setting and was able to work with a lot of folks who were dealing with mental health challenges and also uh, substance use disorders. And um, then recently, a few years ago, I shifted over and I'm now um, on the clinical psychology faculty here at the University of Kentucky. And so in this role, I get to kind of do a neat thing, which is to train the next generation of clinical psychologists and provide them with some supervision and, you know, help them kind of get their feet under them as they begin to go into their own careers. Sure, sure. So what's one thing that anyone can do to immediately become mentally mentally healthier? Um, I think one thing is to uh, learn, you know, to get to get better informed and, and to do that in a way that you're getting scientifically based credible information. Uh, as we know, there's a lot of uh, bad misinformation out there. But I think uh, one of the best things anybody can do is educate themselves about whatever they're going through. Yeah. So what should they learn about? Um, you know, I think the first thing is, you know, there's always this uh, temptation we all have nowadays. We just want to get online and try to diagnose ourselves and figure out what's going on. And, and, and there's a place for that. So I think people can start by, uh, you know, doing a little bit of online research. But I also think there's incredible value in also talking with professionals. And so, you know, if somebody's identified, they have some concern about their mental health, for example, um, you know, you can get online and do a little bit of, uh, you know, checking into possible uh, avenues or symptoms or trying to figure out what's going on. But I think it's then important to take that next step and go ahead and talk to a professional and make sure that you, you know, are really on track with getting the right information you need. Yeah. One of the things that, that helps me with my mental health is a lot of mindfulness practices and just focusing on being present because... I feel like if we're looking towards the future, we get anxious and we look at the past, we start to get depressed. But if we're fully engulfed in the present moment, it's it's harder to become anxious or depressed. Is that something you can agree with? I, I agree with you. I mean, we're, we uh, are great proponents of mindfulness-based interventions and those are uh, really, really helpful and effective and easy to learn. And it's a way to help, as you say, sort of focus on, on uh, the moment at hand. Yeah. And then, you know, also just putting yourself first. It's impossible to support your family and friends and be there for your family and friends if you need the help. So, you know, mental health, it, it obviously it starts with yourself, but saying it and doing it are two completely different things. So what's something that people can do to put themselves first? Um, you know, it, 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 there are a lot of things I'll unpack with that, but one is that it is incredibly difficult first to admit 
that you may have a concern or that you even need help. And so, you know, there's a lot of courage and bravery that gets to just that step where someone can say, you know, gosh, things aren't going so well for me. Um, I perhaps do have something I need to, to pay attention to and I may need to reach out for help. So I think that's kind of step number one is to getting to that place, which is, you know, as we know, is, is not easy. But then that next step is really uh, to reach out and to then ask someone to help you in some way. And that, you know, you may start with a friend or loved one or some confidant or some mentor that you have that you can, you know, just let them hear what's going on. And then they may have some good advice or feedback for you. But sure. then some people may want to take that next step and actually reach out to a, to a doctor or a therapist or someone to get that professional help they may need. Sure. Absolutely. You know, and it's, it's, Really important to understand, and again, I'm, I'm not a doctor or a psychologist, but it's important to understand that mental health is, is a journey. You know, it's not like you're perfectly mentally healthy ever. You know, even people like Tony Robbins and some of the ha- healthiest, happiest people on earth still struggle with mental health challenges. So someone like yourself who helps people with their own mental health, what do you do to continue to cultivate strong mental health? Uh, I think one of the first things I try to do with people is I, as I do point out to them that the journey is unique for each person. And so there is no magic formula. There's no one size fits all formula. There are no magic pills. <laughs> you know, uh, we would all like to have that quick fix. But to help people begin to understand that there are a lot of uh, resources that they can take advantage of, whether that's self-help, whether that's therapy, whether that's medication, whether that's holistic kinds of things, which are just looking at your, you know, your physical health and wellness, your spiritual health, and to help everybody see that, you know, it's not going to be, it's, it's a marathon, it's not a sprint. And so to help people see that this journey is going to take a while and that they're going to have to experiment and they're going to have to try out a few things and see what, what may work for them because what, what works for you may not work for somebody else and vice versa. So it is very individualized. And I think that's another advantage of if you are working with a professional, they can help you really carve out that individual plan of care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so, something that works for me is, and I know this isn't about me, but just so the audience can be privy to what I do to put myself first and, and to focus and continue to cultivate strong mental health and toughness is meditation in the morning. And and what meditation does for me, it allows me to focus more on being present, focus more on slowing down you know as humans we're always trying to get to the next thing the next car the the a different channel you know a better song like we're always chasing the next best thing and that's what creates anxiety so i meditate every single morning i journal religiously um and my journaling practice has evolved over time i used to write everything down now i just use google docs and and i do uh, speech dictation right into my phone uh some voice notes on on how my day is going how i'm feeling and that right there helps me with my emotional intelligence and understanding that you know my feelings and my emotions are not going to last forever however i feel right now is not who i am you know people say you know i'm so pissed or i'm so angry and i say no you're not you're david and you <laughs> and right you're yeah. you're not pissed you're david and you feel upset you feel angry but that emotion is temporary acknowledge the emotion watch the emotion be aware of the emotion, but don't identify with that emotion. Is that is that a fair definition of emotional intelligence? I think so. And, and you've you've pointed out such a you know important thing because we have feelings, but our feelings don't define us as a person. And so, just because I'm angry or I'm pissed off or something, it doesn't mean that I'm you know 
is fundamentally flawed in some way. So I think also sometimes helping people separate that your feelings don't define who you are or they don't define your character. It's just something that each of us have to deal with and figure out a way that we can, you know, manage those uncomfortable feelings through a lot of healthy coping strategies. Yeah. Coping strategies. Absolutely. So when it comes to emotional intelligence, we have mindfulness, journaling practices, emotional intelligence. But I think a big part of continuing to improve on our mental health is getting out of our comfort zone. Yeah. I mean, part of the part of the journey, you know, what we're looking for really is we're looking for change on some level. And we know that change is really difficult. If change was easy, you know, we would all, you know, immediately lose weight or we would all, you know, get the six pack abs or whatever it is we're looking for. But we know change is, is really difficult. And so, uh, you know, I think I think that's why we have to give ourselves some forgiveness and we have to give ourselves some yes. tolerance and some patience. And we have to also really think about that vital role of we all need support. You know, we all need support in some way and uh, to make sure that we're building in some support for whatever kind of change we're trying to make. Yes. Self-compassion, right? Treating ourselves as if we were talking to our best friend. Oh, yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, I, I have a friend who's a psychologist who, um, you know, uses the expression that, uh, you know, sometimes we need to friend ourselves. You know, and I think that's kind of a neat, you know, a neat way, way of thinking about it. You know, we think about friending in terms of like social media, but sometimes we need to friend ourselves in, in terms of showing that compassion that we would also readily show to others. But then we turn around and we're so hard on ourselves. So I think sometimes we have to remind ourselves that we have to be nice to ourselves as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So do you mind if we do a little bit of role playing real quick? Oh, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Okay. So I'm sitting in the chair or the couch, okay. right, it, right it, in front of you. It would be and, a chair. It would be a chair, Zach. Okay. I'm sitting in in this chair and I'm surrounded by a lot of leather bound books and all your credentials are on the wall behind you. And, you know, I'm, I'm very comfortable. You created sacred space and, and I feel very um, calm and at peace and, and I'm just sitting right in front of you and I come to you and, and this is, I'm going to be truthful and fully transparent here. Let me come to you and say, Dr. David, um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of struggling with a few different things. And, and I really want to just make sure that I can continue to be as mentally healthy as possible. And I'm just looking for some extra support. So thanks so much for taking the time to sit down with me today. Oh, of course. Thank you, Zach. Can you give me some idea what some of your, your main concerns are right now? Yeah. You know, I, I feel like I'm a very all-in type person and I have really, really high highs and really, really low lows. And it's hard for me to balance out my good energy and, and sometimes my bad energy. But also, I'm having a little trouble with some self-discipline. You know, I'm, I'm someone who wakes up early and I'm someone who's a high performer. But at the end of the day, I want to improve on some of the things that, that are my weaknesses and I keep on letting myself down and it just gets overwhelming and depressing sometimes. Yeah. I hear what you're saying that when you have the highs and lows and these, these concerns, I mean, is it sort of like it's an annoyance and an inconvenience or does it totally wreck your day? Um, you know, it, it depends. Like sometimes it, it does just seem like an inconvenience, but other times I just feel like I'm letting myself down. I'm like, Zach, you were supposed to do this. Why can't you stay focused? And then that turns into, uh, 
a negative feedback loop where I'm like, oh, now I'm all pissed off at myself. I can't do anything right. And then bad stuff starts happening to me. And then the snowball effect takes over. And so sometimes it does ruin my day. Yeah, that's, I understand that. And, and, and that's not at all uncommon. And it does sound like you're pretty hard on yourself sometimes. Is that, is that true? Yeah, I, I get very hard on myself. I just, I have really, really high goals and I expect so much from myself. And I do run a few businesses and I have a couple people that are relying on me. And and sometimes the pressure just gets overwhelming. Like it, I recently went on a vacation to Colorado and I tried so hard not to think about work and trying to be intentional about not answering the phone. But then I get back to work in Florida and I just, I feel so stressed out and yeah. it's, it's hard for me to put myself first. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder, you know, it might be worth considering we could take kind of an inventory and see, you know, how well you're taking care of yourself. Are there opportunities to improve in some of those areas? We want to look at some of the basics first, like, you know, sleep. We want to think about if you're getting some physical activity, we want to think about healthy nutrition. We want to figure out if you have people in your corner that you can talk to that can support you. We want to see if you're practicing some gratitude, practicing some mindfulness. So there's probably a lot of, you know, fairly, you know, simple things that we could help you retool a little bit that might at least get you on a healthier path. Yeah, I would love that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's something that we could put together, you know, probably a plan that would identify some specific things that you might decide were worth your, you know, time to invest in a little bit. Yeah. I just, you know, I I think I need to be a little more clear on my priorities. You know, for a while, my time and energy has been spent trying to make a lot of money. And I feel like once I surrendered to that and I just let the universe take over, things started working out really well. And I kind of just taken my hands off the wheels and let God take over. And and I am not religious at all. I was raised Jewish, um, but I I believe God is, is the energy that, makes the earth spin around the sun. I believe that God are the, is the stars in the sky. You know, God is the reason and, and, and how our heart beats in our chest and our lungs are able to breathe. And that relationship with God is really important to me. And um, I also just want to continue to deepen my relationship with him. Is that something you can help me with? Uh, I mean, I think faith and spirituality are incredibly, you know, can be incredibly healthy and healing forces in somebody's life. And as long as, you know, those are positive and something that give you, you know, a feeling of some inner comfort, then I would say by all means, carve out some time where you could, you know, engage in just some self-reflection or meditation, or some people like to pray, some people like to, you know, actually be involved in a faith community of some sort, so that, you know, those choices are kind of up to you. But by all means, if, if those kind of beliefs uh, give you some comfort, then, then we want to really fully bring them into play. Yeah. Okay. So maybe maybe like prayer in the morning. Obviously, I, I do my meditation practice, but maybe if I prayed to God more, that would help and deepen my relationship with God. But how can I be more balanced in, in my life when it comes to my feelings and emotions? I think balance is something that, you know, we usually think of it as kind of a combination of looking at um, your feelings, your thoughts, and your behavior. And so, you know, we may want to pick those apart a little bit more and you know, think about what are some things that bring you positive feelings? What are some things that, you know, bring you sort of uh, more confident thoughts about yourself? What are some healthy behaviors that you can engage in? And, you know, if we've got all three of those cylinders, thoughts, feelings, and behaviors kind of running in a positive direction, you're going to feel pretty good. Yeah. It's a culmination of everything, I guess. 
So as okay, so for an action plan, I want to put together an action plan. What do you think is the first thing I should focus on? Um, I, I want to go back to something you said a minute ago because I think this would be part of that plan. You know, you said sometimes you, you know your priorities. It was difficult to kind of juggle all the different priorities, and you sometimes found that when you just sort of let go and let things be a little bit more spontaneous, then then that also worked well for you. But I do think it's good to have some you know general goals, some general priorities, so that sort of like your your ship has a rudder, you know, so that there's a direction that you're going in. Um, and so, you know, it might be worth just thinking about some sort of larger goals or priorities and not that you have to be like tied to them every minute of every day, but to just have them sort of written down so that you can refer to them and make sure that you're kind of not getting too far off course. Yeah, that's a good idea. And maybe, maybe almost like reverse engineer my goals and the things I'm trying to accomplish by the end of the year and kind of just figuring out the steps I need to take day in and day out, all while being more aware of all the things you just mentioned. Yeah. And, you know, it's up to you, but some people find it's helpful to like, you know, once a week, you kind of step back. Okay. How did the week go? Kind of do a little, little check-in, little review, see if you're still on track and then think about, okay, what can I do over the next week that kind of keeps me on track toward my, my bigger goals. Other people, they do like a big once a month review, but I think you do need to check in periodically just to you know, sort of see, okay, is this goal still a good one? Do I need to tweak it? Do I need to throw it away? Do I need to like put in a whole new, you know, kind of priority? Because one thing that is, you know, very, I think we would all agree is that if you're working on something you're just not really into or not invested in, sometimes, you know, you probably need to move on. Wow, that was that was good. And, and I was being completely honest with everything. And I think you're absolutely right. I'm going to take your advice. Okay. And, yeah, no, I am. And I'm going to be more, I'm going to be more, aware and intentional about how I feel and do all the things that you mentioned to put myself first and just like continue to deepen that relationship with God and, 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 and having unwavering faith and hope that it will always get better and that there is a plan for me just like there is a plan for everyone on this earth. And um, that's, that's going to help a lot. Have you ever done a, a gratitude journal? Uh, I've never done a gratitude journal. No. I, I mean, not like been consistent about it, um, but I, I've written down things I'm grateful for for an yeah. extended period of time. Yeah, but- so, so the sort of general recommendation is maybe once a week you would just write down three to five things you're grateful for, you know, and it doesn't have to be long, takes maybe a couple minutes, but just, you know, once a week or so, jot something down, think about the things that you really are grateful for. A gratitude journal. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Yeah. So, Dr. Sussman, is there anything you want to leave the audience with today? Um, I would just say briefly, you know, I do I do think that, that advocacy is really important. And that really means that where we stand up and we speak for ourselves or we speak on behalf of somebody else who has no voice and we're trying to, you know, improve uh, the condition of our world or of our lives or to try to improve our mental health. And I always just like to say that I think everybody can be an advocate and everybody can get involved in advocacy in some simple way, you know, whether it's if you, um, you know, post or tweet something or whether you, you know, maybe write a write a blog post or send in an op-ed to your, you know, local media. But there's a lot of ways to plug in to just sort of try to do our part to kind of improve the larger community. That's it. I really appreciate that. Everyone that's listening Head over to davidsussman.com, D-A-V-I-D-S-U-S-M-A-N. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to come on the podcast today. 
I really appreciate it, Zach, and thank you for doing what you're doing to raise awareness for mental health issues. Absolutely. Everyone that's listening, I'm, I'm sure you guys are already aware of the Mental Health Collection, but head over to Mental Health Collection on Instagram, check out our posts, interact with us. We have a magazine that we just published, and we got some other really cool things in the works. Thank you so much for listening, and again, thank you so much to you, Dr. David. I hope you have a wonderful week. Thanks so much, Zach.